Macular degeneration is a leading cause of vision loss, with 15% of Americans being at risk or already affected. Scientific evidence proves that by using mesozeaxanthin, lutein, and zeaxanthin together replenishes the macular pigment and promotes healthier vision. This formula comes in only one product, MacuHealth. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Dr. Gerald Pollack. In this episode, Dr. Pollack discusses the clinical applications of easy water and how you can make exclusion zone or structured water in your home. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell to get notifications of great new interviews. And please leave comments. Let, talk to me about the, the negative health benefits of people who have a low amount of easy water in their body and the positive, uh, of the positive health uh, benefits of people that have a lot of easy water in their body. And then I wanna go into how we could build more easy water. Okay, uh, got it. And those are really the important things to, um, to ask. Those, you know, great, great question. Uh, so, okay. Um, Again, this is two or three steps. Uh, but first step, the first step is that when when the cell is at rest, uh, let's take um, I don't know which kind. Let's say muscle cells, okay? Because uh, whatever, uh, maybe because I like muscle cells because I spent two decades studying the molecular mechanism of contraction, okay? Um, um, and uh, when the cell is in the, when the muscle is not contracting, this could be any cell, but we're just using muscle cells as an example. So the muscle cell is not functioning, it's not contracting, it's in its react state. In that state, the proteins are extended, they're, they're filamentary uh, type, uh, and the water is easy water, okay. And the cell is not functioning, it's not doing anything, but in order to function, um, uh, it needs to undergo a, a transition. This is a major transition of the whole cell from, from uh, the relaxed state to the contracting state. And in this contracting state, uh, two things happen. The first is that the water undergoes a, a radical transition from easy water to ordinary liquid water, okay? And as it undergoes that transition, this is a kind of, uh, uh, um, trigger if you if 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 you put it that way all the proteins will also undergo a transition and you know uh scientists have been focusing on the proteins as as the mode of action and particularly in the muscle contraction field which i know something about the water is never mentioned it's uh, however you know i demonstrate this in uh, or i discussed this in my previous book, uh, Cells, Gels, and the Engines of Life, that in order for the cell to function, it undergoes a so-called phase transition, a major transition from the, the, the state in which the water is ordered and the proteins are um, long and extended to the activated state uh, uh, where the water has changed uh, to ordinary water and the proteins then are able to undergo uh, the, their transition um, it's called protein folding. And that's what's responsible for, uh, in essence, for the work of the cell. And in the case of the muscle cell, the proteins are folding in a particular way to create contraction. And then at the end of this, uh, when 
when you need to go back to the initial state, uh, the water returns to its structured, easy fourth phase state, and the proteins return to their uh, initial state. Okay, in order for, for this cycle to happen, the water initially needs to be uh, back in, 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 into its structured uh, ordered state. If it's not, uh, then your muscle starts out uh, not in the usual relaxed state with plenty of potential energy ready to contract, but in some intermediate state. Uh, partially contracted, and that's why, you know, after a lot of exercise, sometimes your muscles will be contracted. They're unable to return to their state, and, and if they're contracted, partly contracted, then when you want to contract again, you can only get a feeble contraction. So the cell is not, is then not operating at its, its optimum. It's dysfunctional. It's, in some cases, as much as pathological. So for that reason, your cell needs to be filled with a full complement of fourth phase of water. Okay, um, so that's a summary of-, uh, of People of that sometimes when they exercise, they get these little knots. That's what I mean. You get these yeah. little knots, you need to rehydrate to get rid of the knots. Exactly, rehydration is the point, right. Rehydration, and, um, because, so one of the ingredients in order to build easy water is, is water, you know, the, the, it starts as water and with energy, the water gets transitioned into easy water. And, and so you play two matches of tennis, you're, you're shot, you sit down at the bench, you're completely dehydrated, and you drink a few liters of water and you're rehydrated. Suddenly you've got more energy. You can go maybe play a third match of, of, of tennis, you see. So, but it's not just the water that can do it, there are, are other other means of building easy water. I think that was the second part of your question. What can you do? What can you do to build this this kind of water? And well, uh, so one of them is to drink water. <laughs> Another one is to go out in the sun because you're getting infrared energy, which helps build this kind of water. Uh, a third one is to go sit in the sauna for 30 minutes or 20 minutes because that, just like the sun, it, gives you the, the energy. Um, a fourth one is to, uh, to do uh, so-called juicing, right? Where, where you go out to your backyard and you take the, the leaves of freshly grown plants and you kind of squeeze the water out of them and, and you drink it. And so what is that, that water? Well, it's mostly water from inside the cells of the plants. And those are freshly grown leaves full of easy water, and we've confirmed uh, that. And- You think and juicing, so, juicing versus uh, using, uh, using versus a smoothie or a blender, do you think it matters if you're using green vegetables? Because the green vegetables hold that easy water. So is there, is, do you prefer one way or, or the other? Well, I'm no expert in this, so I, you know, I can't, I can't say, but I, I, I do know that if you, if you follow what, what the people uh, who have been studying this for, for some time, there, there are certain devices you can build and that, that help you to squeeze the water out. And the reason for squeezing the water out is, is that um, if you eat the whole leaf, you're gonna fill out pretty quickly. And what you really want is the water that's inside, the easy water that's inside the cell of the plant, you see. Um, so I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I can comment on 
which approach is better than another approach because I don't have the evidence. But in, you know, in theory, the whole the theme of drinking easy water, I mean, you're basically, you're swallowing the easy water and you're bypassing the step to creating the easy water because you're putting it in your body right away. And, uh, so that easy water will get taken up by, by the cells and your cells will then be, be full of uh, easy water. Um, and some people argue that, well, it can't be because uh, if, you, if you drink uh, easy water and pass through your stomach, the, the acid in your stomach will neutralize uh, that stuff. Uh, but when you think about it, it the, the argument is cogent, no, no doubt, but the amount of acid in your stomach is a really trivial amount. Um, and when you're drinking, you may be drinking a whole glass of this stuff. So the neutralization is, is, is really a minor, uh, minor aspect. And we've, we've actually demonstrated that if the pH um, uh, of, uh, of, of water is anywhere near neutral, plus or minus two units in either direction, has almost no impact at all on the easy water. You'd have to go to extremes of pH. Um, in huge volumes in order to make a difference. So, so anyway, just to get back to the, the thread of, of subject, and th that is that, that by drinking the water from the plants, um, you're supplying easy water to your body, which your body needs. And that's the reason why many health, health practitioners uh, who I've spoken to, you know, they get someone who comes in with some complaint and what I'm told from these people is that it doesn't matter what the complaint is. First thing they suggest is you should start juicing. And the reports are the people will come back a few months later uh, for further treatment. And whatever they had is either gone or diminished in intensity uh, from drinking that, that water. So it's a powerful effect that it, it, it can have. And um, um, I, I can't remember uh, who, who said it? It's uh, one of the gurus. Uh, uh, maybe it was Joe Mercola on his side of uh, advertising that the simplest thing you can do for your health is to juice. Uh, I can't remember whether it was him or, or somebody else. Um, uh, and it, it, it may be true. So anyway, that's a, a fourth uh, way uh, of improving your health in a way that does take a bit of time, but it's not expensive and not not complicated. Uh, so there are a couple more, um, uh, and and one of them is is connecting yourself to the earth electrically. So you know why should that improve health? Well, for, first of all, there have been lots of studies um, um, that you can find on the web and beyond uh, demonstrating that connecting yourself electrically to the earth improves your function and, and health. You could do it various ways. You can, um, um, you can walk barefoot on the beach. You know, usually you feel good when you do that. Uh, you can immerse yourself in a mud bath as is done in Japan. You could go swim in the ocean, high conductivity, you're connecting yourself in, you know, uh, and then there are what you might call artificial ways where you drive, drive a, a conducting rod into the earth and connect yourself electrically uh, to that, uh, either by going barefoot and putting your, 
resting your feet on a sheet of aluminum that's connected to that driven rod. So you're electrically connected to the earth. And my son, who illustrates my, my, my books, does that. He's sitting at his computer all day and his feet are resting on that, on that plate. Um, so anyway, there, there is evidence, but the question is, what's the mechanism? And lots of suggestions have come up, but I'm suggesting a very simple one. And that is, you're connecting yourself to an infinite sea of negative charge. So what does that do? Well, if you've got cells that are missing easy water, don't have the, that negativity. If you connect yourself to a source of negativity, that source can quickly come and, and fill up and create that negativity. And in the laboratory, we've demonstrated that if you supply negative charge to simple old, plain old liquid water, it builds easy water from that. See, so, so I think uh, by connecting yourself to the earth, you're building easy water inside your body. And I think that could well be the central reason underlying the efficacy of electrical connection to, to the earth. Okay, so that's, about, I think, how about, yeah, how about coconut water and turmeric? Yeah, okay, so uh, you're, you're one step ahead of me. Um, I'm okay. really impressed. <laughs> that's the sixth one. So okay. why, you know, what is turmeric, uh, coconut water? What, what's going on there? Well, so it's been known since Ayurvedic times. Uh, what is it? Three, 4,000 years ago. Uh, that certain herbs and certain substances taken in are good for health. And it, it almost doesn't matter what the problem is, uh, whatever the medical problem or such. Um, if you take these herbs, um, turmeric being, you know, one of the more prominent ones, basil also, holy, so-called holy basil is another, it'll fix you up, you know, make, make you better. And, and, and this has been done for years and years. And, uh, um, of recent times, you know, what medical science has supplanted all of traditional science and people, people forget about all this stuff and forget about the fact that 3,000 years ago, people were equally concerned about, about their health as they are now. But uh, we tend to forget because of modern medicine uh, that some of these approaches uh, can be quite successful. So we were wondering why is it, if if indeed it's true that let's say turmeric, why is it that that putting turmeric in your in your food, um, why why would that besides making it taste better, uh, why would that be good for health? And um, you know there are two possible uh, routes that we could think of. One is that well turmeric interacts with so many different receptors all over our body and. It maybe has a few dozen mechanisms of operation to, to rebuild health in your body. That's one. The second one is simpler. Um, that is, it impacts the water. And the, since the water is all over your body, if you can build easy water uh, through turmeric, if turmeric increases easy water, that would be a simpler explanation because uh, getting easy in every cell in your body is really important. Um, and so... So we tested that hypothesis and we got resoundingly positive results. It wasn't just turmeric or basil, um, but other entities that have been known for many, many millennia even uh, to, to be good for health, every single one of them, 
builds easy water. Um, and that includes not only the ones we've talked about, uh, but let me, let me think also aspirin, which is of course a natural substance coming from the bark of the willow tree, uh, that, that was it. And we actually, we actually tried Tylenol, uh, Tylenol was it? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I think, which is, has, is aspirin, aspirin-like, and it, it did the same, the same thing. We tried ghee, you know, clarified butter, which has been used in the Ayurvedic culture for, for so many years. And in fact, it was more powerful than anything we ever tested. It produced EZs of enormous size. And, and you know, plausibly, that's the reason why ghee is, is good for, for your health. Um, um, you know, we, in our modern day, we tend to dismiss those kinds of things because uh, they're old fashioned, trivial, and we can replace them with drugs. But that's not another, another How about issue. the commercially available coconut water that you can find in, in you know, in health food stores? Well, I can't, I can't tell you which ones are better than others. In fact, I can't even tell you which one we used in the experiments. <laughs> it's published uh, and in the publication, um, uh, it, it'll say where we got the coconut water, but I, I, I can't comment on which one is, is better than another. It's sort of like, you know, people ask me all the time, which water should I drink? Uh, you know, I'm sick. I got this problem and that problem. Which water is going to be best for my health? And, and I, every time I respond, I don't know. And the reason I don't know is that I can theorize as to which ones might be better, but uh, based on my experience and scientific background, but in order until you test it, actually test it on patients uh, and see which ones um, uh, uh, can can engender uh, uh, positive responses more than the competitors. That's really, uh, I think the the best way to tell which water. I mean, if if you've got um, uh, high blood pressure, for example, sky high uh, pressure, um, and and you're willing to participate in, in a clinical trial, drinking water A, B, C, or D, or whatever, with enough patients, that way you can come to a conclusion. But it's not a simple experiment. It requires many patients. It requires a big staff. And the cost of something like that is on the order of maybe five, ten million dollars or something to do it properly. But boy, would that be five or ten million dollars well spent? <laughs> we 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 need to we need to know. Uh, you know. But you did, but coconut water, the one that you did test, you did find that it uh, it did produce easy water. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And all of these substances I mentioned, they all produce easy. How water. about vortexing water, spinning it? What, yeah, is well, what is what is it? Yeah, so um, um, yeah, since since the time of of the um, legendary naturalist Victor Schauberger, uh, an Austrian uh, naturalist who is a kind of hero in the in the in in the water uh, field, he wasn't a scientist, but he observed. He was a keen observer, and he observed in rivers and such that. As the water runs, it'll hit a, a rock or something, and will will kind of uh, swirl around in in a vortex. And he called that um, um, living water, so to speak, um, as opposed to stagnant water, which he called dead water. And living water has vital properties to it. And dead water 
doesn't. Um, that, that was what he espoused. And so um, these vorte vortices um, became interesting to a, a lot of people. Um, and, and we ourselves began studying it. We didn't get too far, but what we found in preliminary results is that when you spin the water artificially, not, not naturally, um, but also creating this swirl, this, this vortex, it looked as though um, the water on the surface of the vortex was easy water. And I must admit, I'll be the first to admit that our experiments were uh, preliminary experiments, we're not sure. It's not so easy to do the experiment because what you need to do is to create the vortex and while the vortex is vortexing, you need to make the measurement and to, to see what you've got. And, and that's, that's a challenge. And I hope the challenge is taken up because I, I suspect there really is something to this, that the water that's undergoing this uh, uh, vortexing motion probably creates easy water. Um, in my own basement, um, we, we installed a pipe that has an internal uh, structure that creates a vortex. So the water coming into the house goes through this copper pipe, the insides of which are helical. And so it runs through this helix creating a vortex and that's the water that um, comes in, into my home. So I think there's probably something to it, but more experiments need to be done to see if it's going. You talked about ghee before. Uh, it's popular now to put butter in coffee. Does that help vortex water? Uh, does, uh, you're, you're speaking of bulletproof. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, that's where we got started on the ghee, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Asprey uh, created a, started a conversation about that, and we were then inspired to look, look into it. And, and um, we got the ghee from, from his organization because we know it would be good good quality but um sorry you're back to your question what so i mean if you use butter and steady ghee oh. you still uh, vortexing the, the water and the benefit and the, about coffee dehydrating people yeah well I, we have no evidence about about that about the coffee so i you know although i must admit to in, enjoying it myself <laughs> um, uh, but um yeah so so i i i, I don't and we tried butter as well, and we also got um, uh, it, it also created EZs uh, next to the butter, but not as big as, as ghee. Um, ghee was really, really the best, it's clarified butter. Um, and um, yeah, uh, so I, I, don't, I don't know about, uh, about uh, mixing uh, with, with, with coffee and such. I, I, I have no, no comment on that. And how about ozone, 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 or ozonating the water? What does that do? What does that do? I uh, wish I could tell you, um, but I, I, I'm not sure. Um, so, you know, we we uh, we have a, d a device that one of my postdocs is is testing. Um, it 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 has to do with something called Brown's gas. Uh, maybe you've heard of it or not, uh, invented by a guy named Yule Brown in, in uh, Bulgaria many years ago. And, and it seems to, to, to be good. For, you breathe in this gas and it seems to be good for health, but nobody knows exactly what that gas consists of. So my postdoc is looking into it. And, um, you know, there, there is a possibility that since we don't know what 
what what gas what that gas contains. I, I, I guess some ozone could be a candidate for that, but uh, not not sure at all. We're trying to figure out you know what is responsible for the health. How about the benefit of easy water? The more easy water you have, is it do you detoxify better? Yeah, um, it should be because um, as the cell as the cell builds easy water each time. Remember, I uh, I, I suggested that the cell goes into action. You lose the easy water, and then you re it gets recreated when the cell returns to its initial initial condition. And um, so, as the cell builds easy water, the easy water excludes the shit in the water. Um, or anything pretty much in, uh, that's floating around in the water. And so that's one way that in which the buildup of easy water uh, can then get rid of these kinds of toxins. Vision Edge gives you less eye strain and reduced damage caused by blue light. We like to call Vision Edge sunscreen for the eye. It all starts with your highest level of visual performance, only achievable through scientifically proven Vision Edge. Thank you for tuning in to the Open Your Eyes podcast. If you like the video you're watching, please hit the like button. Also hit subscribe for weekly new episodes of the podcast along with pod winks and bonus content. All right, let's get back to the show. What are the health benefits that we absolutely know that the more easy water you have versus people who have less easy water? Good question. Um, um, so um, take, uh, here I'm, I'm going to be slightly speculative. Um, That's fine. You could be all the speculative you want. <laughs> okay, well. Not, not too many people know as much about water they, as you do. Uh, well, I drink a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's that's why. I yeah. Well, we did lots of experiments. Uh, 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 sorry, where? Uh, oh yeah, yeah cancer cells. Okay, it's, we know energy. Yeah, uh, but we okay. know detoxification. But what other health benefits do we know? Yeah. Okay. So so let's let's take uh, take the, the cancer cells. Uh, again, this is highly speculative. Um, so so first of all, I mean the central question: Do cancer cells have less easy water? Uh, th that, is that maybe uh, maybe one aspect of the pathology that has been overlooked? And so the logic is this, if, if a cell has um, a, a, a reasonably high negative electrical potential, you know, a lot of negative charge, that translates to lots of easy water. Okay, and now if the cell doesn't have as much easy water, the neg electrical negativity is not as much. So if I were to make a measurement on one of your cells, you look, pretty healthy to me. Um, you know, we, we stick the electrode into the cell and we may measure 60 or 70 or 80 millivolts compared to the outside of the cell. Um, if that cell had less easy water, it would have less negativity. And so instead of measuring 70 millivolts negative, it might measure 30 millivolts negative. Okay, so people uh, 60 or 70 years ago when these measurements were popular, uh, made measurements of various pathological cells. In cancer cells, they measured 10 or 15 millivolts negative. You see, it means uh, 
translated in the logic that I've, I, I've been outlining to you. It means that these cancer cells are almost, <coughs> almost devoid of easy water. It means they're active all the time. It means they're dividing all the time. See, um, they're undergoing the, the, uh, their uh, physiological uh, action, but they're doing it really quickly. And so by dividing really quickly, um, um, it, it, it actually, the cells become uh, uh, less differentiated. They don't have, their, their, their proteins can build rapidly enough to fill the cell with organelles. It's mostly water. And it's mostly because of the measurement I mentioned to you, it's, it's mostly ordinary water, not easy water. So the cancer cell is not functioning very well as, as the cells ought to be uh, functioning in the particular organ. Um, and they're, they're, they're filled with uh, ordinary water and they're dividing, dividing and dividing. And so, um, so that's, that's one example. We found the same uh, checking the literature on pathological kidney cells. It was the same, you know, ordinary cells minus 60, minus 70, in these uh, kidney cells minus 10, minus 15. So translation, not as, not as much easy water. Uh, translation, functioning is impaired. And you know, uh, it's, these cells are pathological. So yes, um, um, the, the, that's the, the issue uh, uh, with, with cells is that if you don't have enough easy water, you can either, you'll either have dysfunction or you'll have pathology. And, you know, uh, one way of reversing these dysfunctions could be uh, trying using strategies that build easy water um, um, on a, a more long-term basis. Have we had any research to show that by giving easy water, it definitely did help these people? No, uh, we, we have no results in people, no clinical results at all. We and, don't do that. And how can someone in general measure their, their charges so they could find out what, what their charges? Uh, well, that's, that's a good question. And, you know, I posed this question to a class that I've been teaching uh, and giving giving the students the assignment to measure the body's electrical potential, the kind of average electrical potential. Instead of sticking an electrode into a cell, what about the whole body? And the students uh, assiduously pursued that, some better than others. And for the most part, um, they were able to, um, to, to um, ascertain that the whole body itself has net negative charge. And of course, it makes sense because we're mostly cells and cells are negative. And so you stick together a whole bunch of negative cells and you're going to get an aggregate negative electrical potential. If someone, yeah, but How can we quantify that? So yeah, yeah, yeah. To, well, no, someone needs to do it. Someone needs to figure out the right instrumentation. And uh, so we, you know, <laughs> we, we, we thought about it, but in Seattle, um, not unlike other cities, the day has 24 hours <laughs> and there's just so much you can do. And, you know, our laboratory has just so much support uh, for, for doing these things. And so we can't do everything. Um, you talked uh, about muscles before. Uh, some bodybuilders take creatine and creatine uh, helps hydrate the muscles. So uh, to supposedly increase um, 
you know, the growth of the muscle, make the muscle look better. Do you know anything about that and how it relates to water? I, I'm sorry, we've not studied it. So I, I, can't, I can't comment on that. No. Okay, let, let's talk about dehydration. Okay. You know, there's been studies to show that probably about 2%, uh, once you're about 2% dehydrated, you know, you start having some cognitive problems, you have trouble with memory. Can you talk about dehydration? And especially with kids, a lot of times kids don't never drink water. They don't have that, uh, that thirst the way adults do. Well, I mean, for every cell in your body, um, uh, dehydration means uh, lack of function. Why, why is that so? Well, because you need easy water. That's hydration, basically, is easy water, feeling your cell. And if you, as, as we discussed, if you don't have that easy water, your cell is not functioning, and that includes cells in the brain. So, um, you know, uh, if you're dehydrated, you should be losing some cognitive function, whether that uh, resides in the memory or uh, logic uh, or whatever is, is, is less clear, but the principle I think is, is the same as, as with muscle cells or nerve cells. The brain cells are not functioning if they're dehydrated, not functioning as well if they're, if they're dehydrated. So drinking water is, is essential. Now, entirely uh, different from that is the sense of detecting that you're thirsty or not thirsty. That, that, that's entirely different. And, you know, it, it, that sense may operate uh, 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 with, with higher accuracy and sensitivity in, in some individuals compared to others. But even if you're not thirsty, the general rule is keep drinking. And a lot of people don't, especially, uh, you know, people who are long in the tooth, uh, you go to sleep, you want to make sure that you haven't, haven't, uh, drunk too much water in the evening. Otherwise, you have to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. And so we prefer not to do that. So, so we go to sleep dehydrated. And during the day, we're busy um, uh, doing podcast interviews and whatever, and we forget. <laughs> we forget that we actually need to drink. <laughs> yeah, there's so, an anti-diuretic hormone that as people get older, it decreases in the body, so that's why adults have to get up when they're over 50, they go to the bathroom a little bit more. Do you recommend front-loading your water in, in the morning and drinking a lot more early in the day? Well, I, what do I, I mean, I, I, my recommendation in a case like that has no value whatsoever. Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but that's what I do. Um, I wake up in the morning and immediately, um, I've got two cups full of water. And, you know, some people will ask me, well, what kind of water do you drink? Uh, me, thinking that whatever I choose must be the best water. And, um, you know, it, it, it used to be uh, uh, that I would reject gifts of any kind of water from anybody. And my late wife uh, would tell me, she said, Jerry, uh, you're crazy. Why don't you just accept all of them <laughs> instead of none of them? And that way, that way, you know, you could tell people I'm drinking all of these. And so, so I do have various kinds of water that kind people have gifted to me. And, um, and I, I drink those various kinds of, of water. I don't know which one is the best one, which one is the worst one. I tend to think that the ones that <coughs> contain easy are going to be the best for my health. 
And right now, this week, next week, I'm drinking a kind of spring water that someone has gifted to me. And it's a, a, a water from Idaho. Um, uh, and and that, that water has been used by Native Americans, not just ordinary Native Americans for their health, but for the chieftains from all over the country who would go to that special spring and drink the water. So <clears throat> um, currently that's what's in this cup right now. I can't say that it, it's the best for your health, but some people have measured the various spring waters and they've determined that, um, I have not published this, but I've seen some results. We have a we have a way of, of measuring the amount of easy water that's contained in a sample of water. Uh, it's a simple measurement, but you need a spectrometer uh, to do it. And and um, many of the spring waters contain easy water in, in varying amounts. So that's one possibility, known by the ancients, but forgotten. I know there's a website, Find the Spring, and they have certain springs around the country that possibly have more easy water in those springs. How would they know that? I, I, mean, I thought maybe they sent it to you. No, 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 no. We don't test any waters because so many people ask us, hey, I've got this great water, will you test it? <laughs> and, you know, if we say yes to one, we're saying yes uh, to all of them. And we have no resources left to do anything else but test people's waters. And we're not a testing station. We're mostly doing fundamental scientific research. And there's a tribe of, uh, I guess, Mexican runners that instead of drinking water, they eat a lot of chia seeds because it holds water and cactus. And do you have any feeling about that? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we did experiments on chia seed and, and you put chia in water, it builds an enormous amount of easy water. Um, I said that ghee was the, the best, we, but I think chia, uh, we did it in a different way. We can't judge exactly the size of, of the, the amount of easy water, but it certainly comes close, maybe even exceeds it, a huge amount. And so uh, it's possible that the Mexican runners, um, uh, by swallowing the chia seed, creating easy water, that some of the energy that they got for their incredible runs comes from actually the huge amount of easy water that they have in their body. Uh, and um, yeah, so, so this is also espoused by uh, my, my friend who runs the, D, uh, who runs the Hydration Foundation, uh, Gia, Gina Bria, um, who had, had this experience, uh, knew about an anthropologist by, by training and knew about these runners who could run huge distances after eating uh, chia seeds. And, and um, she's created a wonderful foundation, the Hydration Foundation, which tries to educate the world uh, um, on, on, on the importance of, of hydration. So yeah. What do you feel are the main symptoms of dehydration? <laughs> well, I, again, you're, you're asking me questions that whose answers go beyond my expertise, but um, you know, we all feel it. <laughs> we feel, hey, we're thirsty, we need some water. Uh, but uh, weakness it would, would certainly be a manifestation of that. Um, and um, um, you should have Gina Bria on your show. She can tell you more about that, she knows. 
Right, uh, dry skin, your dry eyes, you know. Yeah, 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 sure. Typical, you know, you, you, if your urine is very, very yellow, that type of thing. Yeah, those things. So I want to ask you about, well, I have to ask you about deuterium. And what do you know about deuterium and how important is that? And have you studied that or have you read about it? I mean, you're the water guy. What do we know about that? Okay, so I first found out about it 10 years ago at a conference in St. Petersburg in Russia. Uh, it was a young scientist and um, we were all gathering together on a, a boat for three days um, uh, that uh, runs along the, I guess, Neva River with symposia throughout, mostly in Russian, which was not helpful for me. But this young guy started talking to me. I said, well, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm studying deuterium depleted water. I said, well, what's that all about? He said, well, it's beneficial for health. And, and so he presented a uh, uh, at, at the conference in Russia, in, in Russian, but we spoke privately and he was telling me about the benefits and apparently there are health benefits. And, um, and so uh, the question is, um, what, uh, what, what might be the reason for, for the health benefits? And so we studied, um, we studied deuterium depleted water and I know you can get it commercially now and um, uh, I actually have some at home. What, like $20 uh, a bottle or something? Like what, sir? Was it like $20 a bottle? It's not cheap, but you know, um, they have to produce it and everybody right, sure. needs to make a living. Uh, they don't so, make it in the US, right? Did they only make it in, uh, I think in, in, in Europe or? Yeah, uh, Eastern Europe, I think is, yeah. is one of the uh, main, main sources. Hungary, um, I think, in, it's in Hungary. I'm not sure, but I think it's one of the Eastern European countries. It may be Hungary. You know, some of the people studying this stuff are Hungarians, um, and a lot of them are wise. Uh, I know many, <laughs> many of them. Yeah, and, and so we, we, we did some studies on, uh, on deuterium uh, water, and we found, we found that deuterium, just like ordinary water, creates easies, but they're smaller than then um, we haven't published this this result smaller uh, than than um, ordinary water. So uh, you know one one possibility is if you've you know an ordinary water contains a certain amount of deuterium in it. Um, so if you if you get rid of this deuterium, um, which you could consider as kind of maybe a contaminant or something or something that prevents the full buildup of ordinary easy water. Uh, it could be the reason why having some deuterium uh, means that your health is not necessarily going to be uh, optimized because it, it basically doesn't allow a full, complete buildup of easy water. That's pure speculation. I don't know if it's true or not true, but it could be, it could be a reason um, why deuterium depleted water is, is good for health. So, yeah. And, and they call it heavy water. And it, I guess it's because the deuterium displaces or replaces the hydrogen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right. It's heavy hydrogen, uh, essentially. So heavy water. And yeah. what causes to increase the deuterium in the water? Is that something that you know about? No, I have not studied that at, at all. 
sorry. <laughs> and distilled water, does that have much easy water in it? No, it has no easy or essentially no easy water. And, you know, that's the reason why uh, some of the people who, who know something about water and health will advise against um, reverse osmosis water because if you, the reverse osmosis water, at least in theory, contains nothing but water molecules, no structure, nothing. You might consider it, as I mentioned, Schauberger's dead water as opposed to living water. And they try to compensate by putting back or restoring some ions, but it's still not the same as a natural, natural water that, that we drink. Um, so, so yeah, I don't, I don't know um, um, about, about using distilled water for drinking. It's generally advised not to, but, um, and, and there are theoretical reasons why it's not a good idea to drink it. On the other hand, you know, there are some places where that's the only way. I remember a visit to Saudi Arabia a uh, dozen, dozen years ago, and someone took me on the tour of their reverse osmosis plants. And since they get virtually no rain uh, and they have no lakes or rivers or anything, um, almost no water at all is available for drinking except what they could get from the ocean. And so they have plenty of oil, um, they have plenty of energy to use to power the reverse osmosis plants. And they were discussing the, the fear that uh, any terrorist who comes, who takes out their reverse osmosis plants, that will be it for them because they can't do without drinking water. So, so yeah, um, it's used um, in, in, in places, especially places where there's not uh, a lot of natural rainfall, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's costly. And so it's used here as well in this country, but only in certain, certain regions because of the high cost. We actually developed uh, as a byproduct of the fundamental research that we're doing, we developed um, a, um, uh, a device, you might say, a prototype device in, in the laboratory uh, that could actually, ha has the capacity, we believe, to separate out salt uh, from the water. And, and it does it without any kind of special uh, filtration. It does it by creating easy water, which excludes the salt, um, like it excludes almost everything else. And if you collect that water, um, then you can have um, what was originally salt water, converted into drinking water using only the energy from the sun. There are many technical obstacles to bring it a, a, across the so-called valley of death from, from a laboratory observation to something that's practical. But, you know, we're excited about the potential of doing such. And how about the water that we get from the tap? Doesn't it have to be filtered? I mean, between all the contaminants in the water? Yeah, well, it depends on on the source, of course. Uh, it depends how clean the source is, how free of contaminants it is. Um, yeah, and that's that's another question that I get asked frequently: which filter should I use? And the answer is the same as which water I should drink. I don't know. We ha we haven't studied that. We don't make it a habit of studying it, not because of lack of interest, but lack of time and resources. Do you filter the water that comes into your house to clean it? Uh, yeah, actually, um, uh, 
yes. Um, uh, I mentioned the water that comes in, we is put through a vortex first, and then there is a filter that uh, that we use. Um, use more of a cobalt, or do you go use reverse? Well, the, this is this is a filter that's specific to a machine that produces so-called alkaline water, which has high pH, and you know that alkaline water is somewhat controversial. Uh, uh, but my colleague in Japan tells me about the the research that was done and the reason why the Japanese government if if you were Japanese and you complained of uh, some especially a, a gastrointestinal disorder anywhere lodged anywhere between your mouth and your anus um, they'll tell you to drink uh, this water and they'll pay for it the government will actually pay for you to get a machine to produce alkaline water for you to drink. Now, I thought that was pretty impressive. And I've, I have a machine hooked up in, in my house and it goes through a filter. The filter comes uh, with the machine. So I'm not sure what's in the filter. It's a multi-stage filter. And I'm not sure if it's the best one or the worst one, but anyway. Um, Do you yes. add electrolytes back to the water? No, or don't, don't or add anything. Like it's laziness, uh, pretty much, you know. Uh, you'd think that I ought to be doing a whole lot of research to figure out in my own case, for my own health, <laughs> what, but um, there are too many things going on. It's like me, the eye doctor who doesn't examine this kid. That, that's yeah, like... right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How about this whole thing on hydrogen-rich water? that's becoming popular with, did you know anything about with those tablets? I, I only, we haven't studied it. I, I only know that it, it seems that hydrogen rich uh, water is good for health and the mechanism is not so clear to me. So it's not something that you've really, that you've really studied anything. Is it something that you're interested in studying? I'm interested in everything, but you know, I tell you the truth. Um, you know, the day in Seattle, like the day wherever you are has 24 hours. Yeah. And, um, you know, in my own life, there's so much going on that, I, you know, it's just impossible. And I have so many communications with so many people. I spend almost half my day dealing with these communications and we've got the laboratory running. I also edit uh, the journal called Water. It's a research journal. Uh, take some of my time. Um, I also run the Institute for Venture Science, which is an institute that's, that's designed to fund promising ideas that challenge conventional viewpoints that, are, that don't work. And, um, and this takes also a lot of my time. And incidentally, anybody who's interested in this, um, it, the URL is IV science, IV like intravenous, ivscience.org. And I think you'll find a lot of, uh, of interest there. It, it, um, it's really exciting for me. Uh, I spend a good deal of my, my time on that. And, and the, one of the motivations for doing that is, is that science needs to proceed more rapidly than it's proceeding. If you ask yourself, for example, how many scientific revolutions have taken place in the past, say, 30 years or whatever? Um, it's really hard to identify. There are plenty of technological revolutions, you know, like iPhones or what have you. 
I'm talking about fundamental scientific revolutions. I think um, one of the frustration in medicine, one of the not to cut you off, one of the frustrations in medicine is that it takes about 17 years for the average study research that's being done to be translated into medical practice. And I think physicians have to get better at that. I think we have to get better at using research that's being done and being able to use it in practice. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, that's absolutely, but, uh, uh, or and, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, that is an issue. Okay, no doubt about it. I don't disagree, but there's something beyond that. And, and that is fundamental scientific discovery. So, so for example, um, think about, the genetic revolution. So the structure of the gene, we're talking about mid-1950s. If you do the arithmetic, that's like 65 years ago. And that's changed the world. Uh, uh, 10 or 15 years be behind that, the splitting of the atom. Nobody ever thought the atom could be split. It's changed the world. For better or worse, you can argue, but um, it's changed the world. But can you name um, a fundamental scientific revolution of equal significance that has already succeeded, not promised, but succeeded in changing the world. Um, you know, yes. I have one. Please. The contact lens. <laughs> That's technology. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about science. <laughs> Absolutely. But how many years ago was the, the concept of the, uh, uh, of the contact lens? Um, what are we talking about? How many years ago? 70 years ago yeah yeah okay so 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 give me the equivalent of uh, in your field uh, of a scientific breakthrough um not technology because technology has sources of funding but revolutionary science doesn't there's a problem that if you go to the national science foundation you know and you say and every, and and the whole world thinks that the earth is flat let's say and you have an idea uh based on some Preliminary evidence, you look at photos from satellites, for example, you know, that the earth may be round. You want to get money. Are you going to get your money to do further studies to tell the world? No, you're not going to get it. And the reason is that they're going to get the experts uh, to review your application for funding to do further studies on that. And who are they going to choose? Well, the experts. And who are the experts? Oh, the experts are the people who are the experts in flat earth. Do, we, do you think they really want a challenger like you uh, saying, you know, everything you've done in the past is, is worthless because, you know, you, you've been studying the, the little hills and bumps and valleys and the essentially flat earth, uh, you know, but someone else is coming along to say that your initial supposition is just simply wrong. Uh, and, and your prestige will vanish very quickly because you've been pursuing the wrong attitude or the, the wrong hypothesis for your whole scientific career. But you are the one to decide whether, uh, as a member of that review committee, whether the applicant who's challenging you gets his money. So you won't get your money for that. And, you know, canny scientists have come to the, the realization that you simply can't uh, propose a radical idea and get money to pursue it. And, you know, to pursue any idea, you need resources. So it's critically important. And I think that's the reason, that's the central reason why we've had so few scientific revolutions is that the system doesn't allow it. You get shot down just the same way as Galileo got shot down. And, you know, 
I mentioned Einstein even got shot down in his early days. And the same thing persists. And you don't get burned at the stake anymore, but it's the scientific equivalent because you're, you're sidelined if you're a radical. Someone will stand up and say, oh, Kerry, you know, he's a crackpot. Don't pay any attention to his round earth ideas. And what are you going to do? You're going to stand up and wave your flag and say, no, I'm not a crackpot. It doesn't work. So we've created this institute, uh, ivscience.org, and it's actually supported by some rather distinguished uh, um, people who, who understand uh, why radical ideas need to be supported. And, you know, if anybody listening um, knows somebody or is somebody who has done well in their, uh, in their career and wants to give back to uh, society in what could be a very meaningful way to help create scientific revolutions that can help solve the world's serious problems, please contact me. Um, we're excited about this. Anyway, the point was uh, so many activities uh, going on that it's not possible to do everything. <laughs> and I, I would... Well, thank you for that. And what, what other things are you working on that you want people to know about? Uh, well, come to our water conference uh, if 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 you're interested in hydration. Um, because, Where was in 2021? Do you happen to know? Yeah, well, uh, we're um, it'll it'll be almost certainly um, we're just in the process of deciding that the planned spring conference. Um, it's too too much COVID, and it probably won't happen. It'll probably be October. And come uh, at Niagara Falls. <laughs> well, that's a great place. It would be and appropriate, um, but it's going to be near Frankfurt Airport. Um, so the, the Europeans have more interest than Americans for whatever reason in, in this, this kind of thing. And Frankfurt's a good place because it's easy. It's 20 minutes from the airport. It's far enough. It's close enough for easy transport to, you know, one of the most popular airports yet far enough that you don't hear the planes buzzing overhead. Uh, and it's a charming spot. But what's really charming about it is, um, is the people who are there. It's like an extended family. You, all of these people are interested in what we started the interview with, uh, structured uh, water of one sort or another. Uh, and, and, and these things are discussed. And um, uh, also topics that ordinary or many people we consider to be off the beaten path, exotic. Uh, over there, these are freely concepts that are freely discussed. Like, for example, the memory of water that I told you about, Jacques Benveniste. And so that's another uh, activity and one I would recommend. And the, the URL is waterconf.org. One word, waterconf. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you in general, is there a way they can learn more about your work? Uh, I know we could buy your books at where I got it at Amazon, but is what else can you tell us? Well, the laboratory website is another another option. Um, yeah, uh, the the Amazon is actually uh, it is a place to start because there are many reviews. Uh, like people like yourselves. That's um, all five star, I have to say. They're, uh, they're pretty good, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> if my mother were alive, I'd take a screenshot and she'd post it on her wall. <laughs> 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 it's that, yeah, it, it's been very well received. Uh, I'm, I'm humbled by, by the 
uh, but our lab website, I don't have the URL off time, uh, off, I don't have it memorized, but if you just Google under my name and water, um, uh, you'll, you'll find the lab website. And the lab, it tells what's going on and um, what the atmosphere is like and all the different activities and findings and papers and et cetera, et cetera. And, um, so yes, that's a good place to look. Well, I want to thank Dr. Gerald Pollack for joining me today. He's just a wealth, of, a wealth of information. Go out and get one of his books. His books are fabulous. And he was very generous with his time. I want to thank you very much for joining me today and helping educate our community. Well, thank you, Terry. I really, really appreciate that. Um, and um, okay, so um, um, thank you for, it's my pleasure. Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.